We're talking, we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And one of the things that I understand about the fruit of the Spirit is that it's by the Spirit. Right? So it says the fruit of the Spirit is love. How many are like, you know, that's just, you know, you're just a lover. You know, I mean, you're just, I mean, everybody, when they, when they see you, they go, lover. Right? Now, sometimes naturally, you know, uh, love, joy, right? We, we, we try to get these things like, I'm going to be a better lover. I'm going to love my enemies. How are you guys doing on that? See, something I remember speaking years ago about, you can't get there from here. Because in our natural mind, we cannot accomplish the things of the Spirit. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control are things that God has to build in us. Otherwise, it's not going to get done. Now, today we're talking about kindness. And, uh, I, you know, of course, I, I, I was on vacation this week. You know when you're on vacation, you can be much kinder, right? Everybody's kind on vacation. It's like, oh, yeah, no problem. It's going to take an hour for that pizza. Uh, you, you, you know, you're just, everybody's chill. But get us back to real life, and what happens? Yeah, the, the, the stuff is there. Now, when I was thinking about this topic, I was thinking that most people equate kindness with niceness, right? It's like, I want to be a nice person. I want you guys to think I'm nice. And of course, I want to be nice because my last name is nice. And people often will say that, you know, they'll see my, you know, my credit card or license or something. They go, oh, that's a cool name. Nice. I go, no, it is not easy to live with a name that says that you're supposed to treat people in a certain way. Especially, you know, if you have traveling, you know, you're, we, we had good hotels and stuff. But every once in a while, you know, you, you get a hotel room that's on the back 40. Uh, that's happened to me many times. And, and what I've realized, it's really just a spiritual test. It has nothing to, you know, it's like God's going to put me, oh, I mean, I was, one time I was in Hawaii. And I got a view overlooking the dumpsters of the hotel. Beautiful dumpsters. No, they were not beautiful. Uh, and anyway, I wasn't very kind or nice about that. Uh, it, that's actually happened to me a couple of times. Uh, this last, in the spring, uh, I, was, I went on a vacation, and I got the room next to the freeway. I don't know about you, the, the five freeway, it's like six lanes, of trucks at night, all night. But it was just a test. It was just a test to see if I would allow the Holy Spirit to change my life or if I was going to grind. You're all looking at me like, yeah, I would totally be kind in that situation. Um, Actually, but what was interesting is I would take that room again now. Because the Lord did something in my heart that I'm like, it's good. Because, you know, being on vacation is kind of a privilege. I remember uh, one time I was doing, doing a mission in Guatemala, and every morning I would have breakfast uh, at this retreat center, and I, I saw outside the window was this uh, older couple, this husband and wife, I assumed, and they had this little plot of corn. And for the week that I was there, I, I, I watched them uh, plant some corn, harvest some corn, and tear out some corn. It was, you know, they had this little rotation thing going. And I was thinking, 
These guys are not thinking about their next trip to Hawaii. They are thinking, this is my life. I am planting the corn, harvesting the corn, eating the corn, and starting over again. And I was thinking, what a privilege it is for us to live in a world where we can actually think, maybe I will take a vacation somewhere, or maybe I'll go somewhere, or maybe I'll go somewhere in my car today. Uh, Anyway, the reason I'm telling you this is because I realize through my study I'm not very kind. But the way for me to become more kind was not to make myself nicer. Because sometimes when you're nice, you can still be unkind. Let me tell you a story. I was on vacation last week. Did I tell you that? I know, I just keep bringing that up. I, I, I met my brother and his family uh, for lunch by the beach, and we were in this fairly nice restaurant, but we weren't waited on very well. And we had this very interesting waiter that was, you ever have one of those waiters that doesn't listen? Like, like they're already running, and you're like, and maybe, please, can I? And they're, they're already gone. So this, this man did this, like, I don't know, many times. And so it became a joke to our table. We were nice to him, nice to him, but in our own conversation, we were being unkind about his manner. And uh, my nephew, 16-year-old nephew, said, we have to stop talking about this guy like this. Jake, we don't want any conviction here. We're really not interested. But the reason he said that was that he just started working at McDonald's. And he's working at McDonald's, and, and, and he said, yeah, because I had a customer the other day, and I said, uh, can you wait a second? And the guy said, one. And he's like, you know, you have people like that, and they don't, you don't realize when you're on the other side of this what they're going through. I'm, I'm taking you somewhere. So we were all convicted, and we we apologized to Jake and to God, and we got on our knees in the middle of the restaurant and brought the... No, we didn't do that. But but we were convicted, and, and this is at the heart of everything God wants to do to form these spiritual things in our lives. It comes through conviction. It comes through repentance. It comes through confrontation with one another when we see it. Ouch. Are you okay so far? All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about how uh, the Holy Spirit develops kindness in us. Now, here's the first thing. You ready? It, It comes from the scripture we just read. It says, At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. Aren't you glad that that's something that you never struggle with anymore? That's supposed to be a joke. Come on, guys. Yeah, work with me here. I know. You're losing oxygen with these masks. At one time, you too, we lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. And Don't you wish that was a, yeah, a long time ago? But it can happen right now. And, and so the, the first way that the Holy Spirit wants to develop kindness in us is to remind us of our humanness that we are subject to the same thing that everyone else is. 
And even if I see something, you know, I, I, if you knew what happened, what goes on in the inside, I wish, I wish you guys could see a movie of the inside of my head. Actually, you don't want to see this, but seriously, I'm very chill on the outside. But on the inside, I'm having conversations about often other people. Like, let's just say I, 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 I got a message from the Santa Clara Health Department. <laughs> let's just say that happened a couple weeks ago. And they said, it's time to put your mask back on. Now, I was feeling pretty free. I was like, woohoo, no mask. But instead of just dealing with the reality of, okay, we're back to masks or, you know, Instead, I wanted to be angry at that person. And I forgot that it's possible that they're foolish. It's possible they're deceived. It's possible they're enslaved by all kinds of passions. It's possible that they're being hateful or that I'm being hateful back towards them. And he's like, no, none of that. None of that for us. But instead of looking and judging them out, I'm supposed to, by this verse, look and say, you know what, that's me. What if they don't know Jesus? Somebody said it. I think it was Dean. If we act the way that the world acts, and we don't allow the Holy Spirit to convict us, and to form Christ in us, and to form kindness in us, then the world will not see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. So, I'm committing to you this week to stop being nice. I'm kidding. I will still be nice. But to allow the Holy Spirit to help me to be kind. Kindness, and we're going to define it here. I think I'll define it for you here. Usually when you find this word kindness, it's, it's, it's found along with love. Remember 1 Corinthians 13 says, love is patient, love is kind. In this verse here, it, sa- it, it says he saved us. Uh, uh, anyway, but when the kindness and love of God came, he saved us. Right? In, in, in Romans it says the same thing. So kindness is often tied to love. So it's not about just being a nice person. It's actually about going, seeing the need in others and acting for their best interests, regardless of their character or response, regardless of their character. So God sent his only son while we were yet sinners. Would you do that? I would wait until you cleaned up your act. Then I would send Jesus. But while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so this concept of kindness has to do with us understanding that God wants us to bless others regardless of what they're doing. That is hard for us. That is really hard. But it's, it's principle-based that I'm going to be like Jesus no matter what you do. So if somebody says, go wear a mask, say, man, just going to love you, love you like crazy. You're going to be sick of my love. On the inside of my heart, I might still be working on it. But I keep going and say, Holy Spirit, 
Help me to understand how to be kind in the midst of these, these challenges. And just like my bad hotel rooms, you know, you can learn to love anything. It's true. Okay, maybe it's not true if you let the Holy Spirit in. Okay, so the first, the, how the Holy Spirit works in us is first he convicts us. I mean, to me, anytime the Holy Spirit wants to tra- change something, he has to point out who I really am. And once I get, once I, he says, you know what? You are being foolish. You are being disobedient. You are being deceived. You are enslaved. You are, when he shows that to me, I'm like, okay, Lord, I repent. So being convicted and repenting is prerequisite for us coming back to God and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our life. Are you guys with me? This should be, this has to be our regular practice. It has to be a regular practice. If you said, if I asked you, when was the last time you were really convicted? And you said, well, you know, I think it was back in, I don't know, 2001. Then the Holy Spirit's not working with you too much. We should be saying, Holy Spirit, search me and know me. See if there's any wicked way within me. This is part of our process and worship, right? And then when he says, you know what? You weren't really kind to that waiter, that I have to say, Lord, forgive me. Change my heart, O God. Make me ever new. Amen. All right. This phrase came to my mind, and I even looked it up. Uh, Yet for the grace of God go I. Have you ever heard that? Uh, And it was John Bradford it's, it's ascribed to back in 1555. 1555 people have been saying that. Yet by the grace of God go I. Isn't it easy to judge and say those people, these crazy people? Now, so the first thing God does, He convicts us of our brokenness, and then He shares with us how we can be truly kind. All right, second thing is, uh, the Holy Spirit reveals God's character and kindness. How many are recipients of the kindness of God? All right, five of you, good. Okay, ten. I mean, we wouldn't be here. I mean, God could like... So glad. Instead, God just loves us for who we are. But it says right here, but we used to be like this, and even some days we're like this. On Mondays, I can be like this. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us. From ourselves. He saved us. I just love that. Okay, not because we became nicer, but because of his mercy. Because he knows that on our best day without the Holy Spirit, we are deserving of a lightning bolt. Not just you, not just me. We do. But he saved us. And so what the Holy Spirit wants to remind us of is that the kindness of God and the kindness we show to other people have to have the same character, right? It's like, we see, do you know that God doesn't have any issues with you because he doesn't have any issues? The reason we have problems with other people is because we have our own problems. Isn't that true? You know, physician, heal thyself. It's easy to call out other people. It's like, yeah, look at you. But it's hard to look in the mirror and go, oh, yeah, I'm exactly like that. It happens to me all the time. I'll see somebody speeding. I'm like, oh, man, lousy driver, speeding. 
and then I'll, somebody will be really slow around me on their cell phone, and I'll be loving them in Jesus' name, and then decide, I'm, I've had enough, and I'll scooch around, and I will actually speed. I've actually gone two miles over the speed limit once. Actually, I just got back from Southern California. <laughs> That's a long drive. Let me just say, I broke the law most of the time there. I haven't been convicted about it yet until this very moment Why I'm confessing it to you, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, maybe I should. Uh, I'll work on that one later. Okay, because everybody knows that speed limits, my, my youngest daughter taught me this, they're suggestions. When she was learning to drive, uh, she, she says, Dad, I'm like, babe, go to the speed limit. And she's like, Dad, those, they're suggestions. I'm like, no, they really aren't. Uh, you will get a, you know, get a, a ticket for the suggestion to go that fast. Anyway, uh, it, yeah, she really, she really thought that. I don't know, maybe her friends were teaching her driver's ed before I, uh, before I got there. Or maybe some of my other kids, I don't know. Anyway, where was I here? <laughs> the Holy Spirit reveals God's character and kindness. He's, uh, you know, God, he acts by his own integrity, not by what we do. And that's what I love. That's, that's the way we're supposed to be, is like the Lord is forming Jesus in us, and regardless of what other people are doing, we're not going to act according to their stuff. We're going to act according to our integrity. You guys get that? So when you see somebody on TV doing something really dumb, you're going to say, man, they're enslaved, they're wrong, they're foolish. We got the list, just like we were or are. And instead, I'm going to act on their behalf in the best way I can be possible. And the best way, which will lead me to my point three, and I'm almost done here, is I pray that God will make us people that pray instead of judge. What you got to say? That's right. Not that I, We're not. That's exactly right. And that, that is the point that the Holy Spirit is trying to birth in us, right? Because He saved us not because of the righteous things we have done. There's nothing, you know, God was looking and He's like, anything in there I can work with? <laughs> nope. Looks like it's going to be my love, kindness, and mercy. Every time. And this is difficult in the natural. Because in our natural person, we want people to be just as perfect as we are. (laughs) And if they would be, then life would be good. But Jesus says that we're to be perfect as the Father. Uh Uh-oh. That's going to be tough. No, it's not. Because he sent his Holy Spirit, and this is how he does it. Third point here, how the Holy Spirit. He washes us in rebirth. And Leonard said it. You know, before we came to Christ, we were, there, we were in trouble. Seriously, guys. There was no, the, our trajectory was downhill. I mean, mine really was, but you, I know you guys are, you were good people before Jesus. But, It was going downhill. And instead, God 
says, I can't work with you. I'm going to have to make you brand new. And a lot of us, what we do as, as Christians is we, we're, we're not renewed. We're just like trying to become a better form of ourselves. This is the whole self-help revolution. Go to a bookstore. Guess what? There's lots of books on how you can help yourself. Have you ever done that? Well, no. But instead, the Lord says, I will wash you. I will renew you. I will rebirth you. I love that. So the Holy Spirit does this thing. But then he also teaches us something else. And this is in this verse here. He says, He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Period. No. Whom he poured out on us generously through Christ. This is the point that the Holy Spirit was working on me this week. In our natural mind, we'll meet people where they are. Meaning that, we're, you know, we'll, we'll come, you know, it's like, if you're good to me, I'm good to you. And what God does, he says, man, if you're not good to me, I am going to lavish you. That's Christianity. Anything less, I'm sorry, is good modern American Christian religion. Now, if you don't like this message, (laughs) I don't in my flesh. But where God wants me to go is like, I got to get here. And I think the pandemic and all this stuff is working on the Holy Spirit wanting to birth in us something that we have not yet seen. And, it's, and we can sit here going, okay, God, if you're going to do it, do it. But instead, we have to say, Lord, work this in me. Do this thing. And every time we see foolish people, we can remind ourselves, yep, that's me too. But then pray for them. Because what this world needs right now is a revolution of prayer by people who know God. It's just, we're not going to see this world change without the revival that comes through prayer and worship. It's just not going to happen. And God, every day, He puts us with people that aren't perfect. We see Him on the, you see some politicians once in a while on TV. And say, yeah, those, you know, God, can you remove them with a lightning bolt? Sons of thunder. And Jesus says, you know not who you don't know. Instead to say, pray for them. Pray they have a breakthrough. Pray that some Christian somewhere will be able to get near them. Pray for the conviction of the Spirit. I don't know how you came to Christ, but how I came to Christ was God overwhelmed me and said, dude, this is not good. And I said, I can agree with that. (laughs) What do I have to do? And he said, turn to me. Okay, you guys good? All right, here we go. We understand that when we see things that are out of kilter in people, our kindness leads to prayer for them. 
And that prayer, through our kindness, may lead them to repentance. We do not know. But I'm very interested in testing the Lord in this and seeing if our prayers won't change the world. Not just small things, but the big things. How many want to live in the world like that? I mean, you look at the world right now and you're like, I don't think this is going very well. What if God's still not done with it? All right. My last thought is here. The Holy Spirit's work always leads us to prayer for ourselves that we would walk like Jesus, right? Because it's all going to begin with me. I, I can like, oh, Lord, send a revival. And he goes, I'm trying. Every day you look in the mirror. And I'm saying, send a revival, Lord. And he's like, I'm trying. But really, send a revival over there with those people, especially these people at Valley Life Church. Oh, Jesus, do they need them? And he's like, um, I would like you to be the one that breaks through. So that's my prayer. I pray for myself. Then when I see my lack of kindness, I'm going to begin to impart that to others. And I invite you to pray with me as well. So let's pray together. Lord, teach us to be kind like you are kind. The way you're kind is so much different than the way we would be kind to people. Lord, may we love them as you love them. May we bless them as you bless them. May we see past the faults so that they can see the love of God coming into their lives like we've seen it in our life. Lord, I know that in all of our hearts we're longing for that personal revival that comes when you break through by your Spirit and teach us what it's like to be like Jesus in everything. That this fruit is a big fruit. It encompasses so much. And Lord, right now, I, I, I pray that we are convicted. I am and working through it. And I pray that we would repent and turn to you and ask you to have your way in us. We want you to form Christ in us so that the world will see this beautiful Savior that we already know. Thank you for delivering us, and thank you for walking with us through this process of the way you're working in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so with that, I don't know if you have anybody you need to pray for. Um, but let's pray for them. Amen? This week? All right. Go be kind. Have a great day. All right. We'll see you guys online. Good to uh, not see, not good to see that you're here. And uh, we'll talk with you soon. And the rest of us are going to be having lunch together. God bless you. Oh, hi, Rodney. Now I can see you. You're back there. <laughs> Have a great week, you guys. All right.